solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And then there were two. When many said no, two said yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Locked On Texans podcast, and we are having a Victory Monday. Victory Monday! Because they won a game on Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I and I started the, I started to show off with the only two. It was only Cody and I who said they will at least win this first game. They will not go undefeated. However, the Detroit Lions look like they may be under. They may go undefeated. Uh, the Texans will not lose every game. Welcome in everybody. I am John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. I do this show with none other than Cody Davis. And if you're looking. Pre-game show that talks about every game, every team in depth. Check out the Locked On Field Sunday show live every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern time. No sketches, no celebrity cameos, no fluff, just football. Every Sunday morning with host Cody Rourke and Ross Jackson. Follow and subscribe to Locked On Live on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. And don't forget to turn on the notifications to be notified when the show go live every Sunday morning. At 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Do the same for the Locked On Texas podcast on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Excuse me. Subscribe to the new YouTube channel. Like and comment as well. As like I said, Cody Davis is joining me on this victory day. I'm super excited to talk about what I saw yesterday, Cody. Give the listeners a rundown of the show. Yes, sir. And on this Victory Monday, of course, John and I are going to talk about the offense. We're going to talk about the defense in the second segment. And then we're going to close out this latest installment of Locked On Texans because, look, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy this victory because it doesn't matter what your outlook for the Houston Texans are is going to be for this upcoming season. One, let's enjoy this victory. But two, and most importantly, I saw some things throughout Sunday's game that might be sustainable for the Texans where they can, we could actually have a little bit more victory Mondays throughout this 2021 season. But to get this latest installment of Locked On Texans kicked off, of course, John and I are going to start with the offense, which was led by Tyrod Taylor, who threw for 291 yards and two touchdowns. Ladies and gentlemen, and John, Fun fact about Tyrod Taylor, that was the first time since 2018 that Tyrod threw for over 200 yards. The last time he did it, it came in a loss against the New Orleans Saints when he was a member of the Cleveland Browns. Mark Ingram led the way for the running backs with 85 yards on 26 carries and one touchdown. Brandon Cooks, a guy, John, if the Texans keep winning, and if he and Tyrod Taylor continues to connect like that out there on the field, he's going to be able to stay here in the city of Houston throughout the 2021 season. He closed out the game with a total of 132 reception yards and five catches. The defense, they had not one, not two, but three takeaways on yesterday's game. They made um, Trevor Lawrence, he had a very rough time. He, he he did look good at certain moments, but like me and John mentioned, him being a rookie quarterback in his very first game, it was going to be a little bit rough from him. 
And the Texans defense went out there and did their thing, recording three takeaways. The Texans as a whole recorded a total of 449 total yards with 289 coming in their passing game. John, really quick before I give the floor over back to you, this is why I was at least somewhat excited that the Texans signed Tyrod Taylor because like I keep mentioning and like I've been saying ever since training camp OTAs, Tyrod Taylor is not going to give you the performance like we like we've been getting out of Deshaun Watson over these last four years. But he is a quarterback that is going to either a keep you in the game or B, he's not going to be the reason why your team come up short. You and I talked about this countless of time here on Locked On Texans that regardless if the Texans win or lose, we do expect this team to be competitive throughout the season. And with Tyrod Taylor as the Texans quarterback, that is something that could be very helpful for this organization moving forward. Let me tell you what I have, Cody, and what I want to start are a conversation every week after every game. Um, NVA's most valuable attributes from their game. Anything positive. And then, of course, we can have the negatives, right? But for this game opening up for week one, we knew that the Jacksonville Jaguars will lose. My NVA's, number one, all hands on deck offensively. What do I mean by that? Um, tight ends getting involved in the blocking game. Motions uh, getting ran on offense, getting those players in space. Also, love seeing David Johnson in one-on-one opportunities with linebackers in the passing game. But all he, I saw a clerk. I, I hope I know. I probably I may be butchering his name, so I apologize. Ockler, our tight end, one of the tight ends, he got involved in the running game. Uh, Farrell Brown looked tremendous in the running game. We saw the tight ends collectively as a unit be. Key parts of why Tyrod Taylor was only sacked one time today for two yards. Uh, we also saw how they were able to allow their running backs to find spaces and holes at different times, right? That's one key that I saw that was really huge for Houston offensively. I mentioned David Johnson's activity, moving him around, getting him in motion, uh, allowing him to be in winnable situations, which is something that I've specifically talked about throughout the entire preseason we know that he's not going to be a factor too much running the ball three carries for 10 yards 3.3 per carry but we know that he still has something in the tank excuse me um in the passing game and that's where i thought houston really exceeded they were putting their players in a lot of one-on-one sustainable um situations and i gotta shout out tim kelly for the amazing job that he did as an offensive play caller. They were doing a lot of bunch sets. They were doing a lot of a lot of things where you know this defense for the Jaguars, they're very young, they're very athletic, they're fast. But what, the, what did I say first? They are young. And I still do not trust whatever Urban Meyer has going on in Jacksonville at this time. I have no reason to. So Tim Kelly, who knows this team well, has played against them for the last couple of years and understand what this defense can and cannot do, their limitations, Knew how to attack him with Tyrod Taylor, who played amazing yesterday. Had amazing pocket presence. You know, let's not forget about the great job that he did avoiding sacks in situations where he possibly could have, you know, one sack could have been maybe four or five yesterday. Uh, but overall, when I look at this team, 
What I saw from yesterday was a team that was all hands on deck. And I think those were those were probably the most how can I put this, Cody? To simplify, that was the best thing that I've seen this entire year so far for Houston offensively because we did not get a real shot to see Tyrod in the preseason. We got it yesterday. Do I think that we will continually get this? I'm not sure. But week one, we're celebrating this win for the Houston Texans. And shout out to David Cully. He actually got the game ball, got his first win of his young NFL head coaching career. So shout out to him. That was nice. And, John, really quick, before moving on to the defense, I do want to touch on Tim Kelly because this offense looked good, and Kelly is a big reason why. And I, I want you guys just to listen just to listen to what Brandon Cooks had to say about Tim Kelly after the game. I had an opportunity to ask Kelly, and I asked him, you know, I know it's only one game, but what's the difference – that you have been able to see in Tim Kelly this year versus to how he was last year. And this is what he had to say. I mean, the confidence right off the bat, you just see that he's a lot more smoother with the play call and having a year under his belt. Um, you know, a guy is smart and uh, he uses all his guys and that's, that's what you love about him. You never know what you're going to get. To Brandon Cook's point, Cody, what I saw yesterday that I forgot to mention when we just had our conversation, balance. It's a great balance. Houston ran the ball uh, 41 times. Didn't run the ball well effectively, but overall had 160 yards on the ground, 3.9 yards per carry. They backdoor and threw the ball 33 times. And not only was it balance in play selection, there was balance in how the plays were schematically designed. There was balance in how they executed it. But it was balanced. When we look at the, uh, the uh, sorry, the passing game, it was balanced at when to do it and when not to do it. Here in Houston, under Bill O'Brien, fans have become accustomed to seeing first and ten run the ball, <laughs> first and fifteen run the ball, set uh, third and eight or uh, third and short run the ball, run the ball. And I just run the ball, always running up the A-gap, the only gap. Right, right. We, I mean, so Houston fans have become very accustomed to seeing this vanilla-style offense. It baffles me that the year we do not have generational talents as, you know, a quarterback, a wide receiver, Mm -hmm. uh, then this is the year that they choose to open up the playbook. I just – I'm not going to talk about that too much. But I saw balance out of yesterday's offense. I saw a team that was able to go down there on their first score and drive in the first quarter, 14 plays, seven minutes, 84 yards, able to eat up the clock, take time away, sustain drives, and continuously build on that lead and go get seven instead of three. Right? Houston had a problem in the past where they would take our time up but can't score in the red zone. Right. Uh, I was able to see how the running backs got involved in the past game. Um, I was able to see offensively that Houston 
was 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 attacking with that play action because you know I, I think honestly, and I'm going to leave on. I'm going to leave after this, but I think honestly, everybody was just prepared to see Houston run the entire game. I was. I'm not going to lie to you. Right, and then when you saw you saw Tyrod out there slanging a little bit. You was like, wait, wait a minute. Why are we wasn't seeing this in preseason? Is it jig up? <laughs> right? Like, is it all over with? Uh, are we going to see a different version? I don't know. But yesterday's win was a win to celebrate because Houston has had to deal with Watson. Houston has had to deal with Watt leaving and now uh, the issues that he had with the with the franchise. Uh, the hating backlash David Cully got after him bringing in and throughout the entire year up until this point, him becoming – such a very likable guy. The Nick Serial, all the trades and transactions, like everything considering up until yesterday, Houston fans deserve to enjoy this victory Monday. And I'm I'm happy to be able to bring it to the football season is back. Let's make the most out of it. A better way to create your custom pool at bringyourpool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. Bring your pool makes it ridiculously easy to run a football pool with family, friends, or office mates. They offer dozens of formats, including Survivor, Pick'em, Squares, Margin, Confidence Pools, 33, and more. Run Your Pool hosts artists, formats for NFL and college football with one-week games, full seasons, playoffs, and the Super Bowl. Unlike other fantasy sports platforms, Run Your Pool has options and settings to make it your own. You can even brand your pool for local businesses, bars, or restaurants, reconnect with family and friends, join nearly 2 million football fans to make every game action-packed this season. Check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use our promo code at checkout. Anywhere, everywhere in the world, Run Your Pool helps friends and colleagues commit, compete. The NFL starts September 9th. It was a glorious day. So go ahead and start at runyourpool.com slash locked on and have your pool up and running in minutes. Runyourpool.com slash on. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Victory Monday here on Locked On Texans. And, John, you started something that I want to keep keep doing throughout this season, and that is MVAs, correct? MVAs, <laughs> not MVPs, MVAs, most valuable most- attributes. And John, for me, I think the the one guy who should get the biggest MVA for this game that took place on yesterday is Lovey Smith. Because what he is doing for this defense, yeah. Hey, oh yeah. my gosh. And and look, I don't want to get too excited because yeah. I understand that they were going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And by the way, the Texans did extend their winning streak over the Jazz to seven now with their win on yesterday but john i sat there inside nrg safe stadium really quick really quick i'm I'm sorry because i saw this i saw this on twitter and you sent me the picture was it a lot of people in the fans yes yes houston Houston sports fans are just late to everything they do the same thing at the toyota center with the rockets there were there was a lot more fans in the stands we were just like media, you know, some of us are messy. We just hurry up and took a picture and posted. It was like, oh man, it's a little bit crowd. No, they, they the crowd was pretty I good. So. I thought but, so. But but to, to go back to my point about Lovey Smith, 
I'm sitting there inside NRG Stadium and I'm thinking to myself, if this was Anthony Weaver on the opposite side of the line of scrimmage, still coaching the Texans defense, I don't think we would see this performance from the Texans defense. Even no. with a rookie quarterback in Trevor Lawrence and John, like I kept saying all last week, one of, if not the best way for the Texans to win this game is to create pressure on Trevor Lawrence, make him rush the ball, make his first NFL experience miserable. And what was the result? They went out, they executed the defensive game plan. And it, and and this is a guy, once again, I believe he is going to be a very talented quarterback in this, in this league. He has a bright future. But this guy threw not one, not two, but three interceptions. And Lovey that's Smith. Why. I'm sorry. Lovey Smith. Uh, no, no worries. Lovey Smith is doing wonders for this Texans defense. And I actually cannot wait until they take on some of the top teams starting next week against the Cleveland Browns. This is another reason why I believe the Texans are going to be competitive throughout this season because the defense, even without now that we're going to see throughout the rest of the season, Bradley Roby is no longer a part of this organization. Mm -hmm. J.J. Watt is doing this thing now in Arizona. And this Texans defense looked better than the defense that was out there with those two guys in 2020. Let me tell you something, man. Last year, Anthony Weaver allowed Jake Lutton to go out there out of 38 passes, complete 26 for 304 yards and one touchdown. I remember that. was that last game. year. That was Jake Lutton. Jake Lutton was not considered to be generational. Jake Lutton was not considered to be a franchise quarterback. Now, for Trevor Lawrence, out of 51 passes, he completed 28 for three touchdowns and three interceptions. But understand this, a QBR 14.5. Understand this, when I say 51 passes, playing down uh, two touchdowns most of the the game, like Houston won that game last year against the Jaguars when Ludden took over by two points. They won today by 16, two scores. So Trevor Lawrence had to continue to throw to make it a game at some point, right? So – To your point, Anthony Weaver point, you are absolutely right. And I think it's okay to look at the correlation between the past and the present and understand where the future can go. See, I did that. Overall, uh, Lovey Smith did one thing. The entire offseason, preseason rather, 10 total turnovers in three preseason games, right? Mm -hmm. You got three yesterday. Houston had three interceptions all last year. They had three on the first game of the year, guys. Understand how important that is for the players that were around last year and understand how difficult it was to go through 16 games of not being able to create turnovers. And for the new players who have saw the Houston Texans last year, understanding what they believe that Levy Smith wants them to do, the defense looked totally better. And out of that defense, we saw, at least I did, Cody, a couple of flashes, finally, from the hometown kid, Ross Blacklock, who didn't get, he should have had two sacks yesterday, uh, both of those sacks. One of them resulted in a, in a pass. The other one resulted in a Justin Reed interception. Mm-hmm. But Ross Blacklock looked good. Uh, we also saw that Vincent Taylor Jacob went Martin out. Jacob Martin as well. Jacob Martin went out. Like, they, they got their sacks. Houston got their sacks, uh, one sack yesterday from Whitney Merciless. Merciless. Like, of all guys to get a sack, the one guy is Whitney Merciless and where he was last year and 
You know, I thought he was on the verge of not making this roster. He got his sack. Uh, the new guys on the team look good. Christian Kersey had a couple of sacks, uh, tackles for loss. Um, like I mentioned, Merciless, Merciless had his sack. Kersey also had two pass deflections. Zach Cunningham had a pass deflection. Vernon Hargraves had an interception, two pass deflections. Like, he he got a pick knowing his story and how rough it's been for him in town. Uh, I just saw kind of the same thing on offense, all hands on deck. The front four set the tone, made it difficult early on, got in Trevor Lawrence's face. I think they gave uh, two roughing the passer calls, one to Malik mm-hmm. Collins, and I cannot remember who got the other one. But I want to say in, the other. I could be mistaken, but I think the other went on Vincent Tiller prior to I, his injury. I, I think so. You may be right. As a matter of fact, I think you are right. Um, but I saw that team get up in Trevor Lawrence's face. One thing that they did not allow was him to get comfortable throughout 60 minutes. And this is what we talked about with Wig on the crossover. Uh, Jawan Taylor and Cam Robinson, those two tackles, you know, I, I don't think they're that good right now in the league, especially Jawan Taylor at right tackle. So, you know, they did a very good job of creating pressure, making getting, – getting, getting in that backfield – making Trevor Lawrence's job a whole lot harder than what they would want it, Trevor Lawrence's job to be in your first real NFL game, you know, moving him around, making him – knocking him off his block, knocking him off his station, making him use his feet uh, with different type of – coming at him with different type of ways, whether it's bliss or just the front four doing their job and getting after him. His day was not comfortable. I give that attribute to who? Levy Smith did a great job of coaching this team up, man. And I think I have to give an NVA for Justin Reed. Mm-hmm. I thought Justin Reed looked very good yesterday. There was a point in time in the game where he came out, looked like he may have had injured himself. But I thought Reed looked good yesterday. And for Zach Cunningham, there are some things that I think he needs to improve on still. But his first day, first game, of the year in a new fence with new surrounding pieces. You look good as well. One device that lets you catch the game live. Another one that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone. You've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you a simple way you can get entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV life together. It's called Direct TV Stream. Brings you your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. The best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of that clutter and confusion and get your TV life together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. We saw those athletes go out there and bust their ass. Of course, they do everything to take care of their bodies, right? But what can we, as normal people, do? Well, you can work out, of course. You can do all the things that they tell you to do, but we're normal. So are they. And we like a snack every now and then. And Bill Bar is the best protein bar ever. And did you know that not, that Bill Bar has nine? Excuse me. Did you know that Bill Bar has nine delicious flavors? When you talk to a Bill Bar fan like myself, 
We are all passionate about our faves. My personal favorite is the Euro, the Churro Marshmallow, but you also have flavors like mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something for everyone. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Bill Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar and net carbs. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever flavor you like. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BillBar.com. Betting on Houston Texans doesn't have to be a guessing game. Listen to the new Locked Door Best podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bench podcast brought to you by BetOnline AG wherever you get podcasts. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a starting step for us. Um, you know, obviously, it's, it's week one, so we don't want to get, you know, uh, too high or too low. Uh, and we, no matter what opponent we're going against, we always want to be our best. So uh, it's some things that we left there, <clears throat> left out there on the field. And uh, we know uh, within our, our goals of where we want to go, um, you know, we got to st- keep, you know, chopping the wood and keep moving forward. So um, whether it's, you know, going against Cleveland or, you know, anybody else, uh, we're just focusing on us. And uh, each and every week we're tra- just trying to build off of what we can do. That was Christian Kersey talking about what how this Texans defense can actually sustain their level of play throughout the rest of the season. I had an opportunity to ask Christian that following yesterday's win against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, John, look, like I said at the beginning of the show, it doesn't matter what you think of the Texans in 2021. Everyone, from the players to the fans to ownership, regardless how you feel about them, everyone should enjoy this game. However, it's just one game. My biggest... I don't want to say issue, but I'm hoping that, and this is on both sides of the field, that the Texans can actually sustain their level of play throughout the rest of the season. Because once again, we are not expecting this team to be a playoff team. We know they're not contenders. And we know when it's all said and done, they're going to have a top 10 pick in next year's NFL draft. But a successful season for this organization will be if you go out every single week and be competitive and at least be in these games until what the last two minutes of the full quarter, make it hard. Don't go out there and have a blowout average average margin loss of 23. No, 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 no. Yesterday proved to me at least that the Texans are going to go out there and compete. And hopefully, and, and, and the reason why I'm talking about sustaining this level of play is because it was against the Jacksonville Jaguars, against a rookie head coach, against a rookie quarterback. Hopefully, this momentum can carry over to next week against the Cleveland Browns. And maybe, just maybe, if they upset the Cleveland Browns, then they might be working with a little bit of something for this upcoming season. Cody, you know what we haven't mentioned? What's that? You're talking about the Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns. That's next week. In week one, it doesn't matter, Cody. AFC South leaders. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Y'all remember, y'all remember when Bill O'Brien was talking to Brian Smith? No, Brian, <laughs> AFC South champ. Brian kept asking. Doesn't matter. Doesn't. But you're right. You know, it's Monday, Victory Monday. Let's all take this in, right? 
And I think which we're going to do a quick hit about Tyrod Taylor. I think Tyrod Taylor deserves a quick hit. And I've, I've, I've wrote down a list of things that I saw from Tyrod during his three years in Buffalo. And if Houston can, if he and Houston can kind of recreate a little bit of that, I still think the ceiling for this team is three. But if they can get a little bit raw, which they got yesterday, then the decision of three or four may go to five. Right, Cody? It may, it may go to five. And if this team wins five games, whoa, not one, <laughs> not two, not three. But if this team wins five games, then there's no way that you can look around and say, man, this was a bad season. Lost a lot of games if you only win five. But a bad season would be not winning your first game against a rookie head coaching and quarterback, not putting a stamp on what you saw previously. The last time we was out here in regular season game ain't going to be what you see moving forward. Right. So if they're losing games off the strength of they're just playing a better opponent and they and they and they beating them, then that's OK. But it won't be off, off of coaching incompetency. It won't be a bad management. And a couple of things that I saw yesterday, the amount of times that the camera went to David Cully, um, every time they went to David Cully, David Cully's on their side like, talking, talking. Wasn't just sitting there. We saw that a lot out of Bill O'Brien. We sit there. Wasn't just sitting there. And what was that? Uh, the from the passer call that was called on Trevor Lawrence that was 30-14. I got the, the rough from the passer. That led to Trevor, one of the first Trevor Lawrence touchdown to Man Hurts after he got behind the defense. Coach Cully was very vocal on that sideline. We got to be smart. We got to be smart. We got to be better. We got to be smart. He got a different energy, what the last entity didn't have. And it's a we mentality. It ain't a you, we. We got to be better. We got to be smarter. And that's what Brandon Cooks talked about in their post-game speech in the locker room when he gave him. The um, the game ball, the encouragement, who he is as a person, who he is as a coach. I'm Johnson Sports Guy. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Like us on Facebook. Use those two fingers you are already on social media with. Go to YouTube. Subscribe to the Locked On Texans YouTube page. Like and comment. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, once again, it's a Victory Monday. Peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.